Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck and I'm your host. And um, lately I've been doing a lot of listening to um, podcasts, not just involved with BPD, but with marriage and relationships. And um, I've been taking a lot of notes and gathering some information, hopefully that I could put in my podcast to help listeners um, and right now a lot of the stuff won't help me because um, I don't know if it's over forever with me and my wife or not she doesn't bother talking to me in the longest time going on almost three months now from everything I've been hearing and seeing from texts from other people it looks like it's right now going to be forever but I can't stay stuck on that I keep hope up and in the meantime, I can try to help my listeners. And one of the things I um, got in some information on was forgiveness and um, like what to do, not to do. And um, I wrote down a bunch of notes and then I thought if I had applied some of this stuff, it probably would help me in many situations with my wife, but maybe it'll help you in your situation. So um, this may apply to things that are true or not true um into that i mean because a lot of times my wife would get angry with me because she had delusions in her paranoia she would accuse me of things fight with me on things i didn't do so i use an example to that and then if not because this would apply two different things uh two different ways whether you did do something you're asking forgiveness or not so this episode is um simply titled (laughs) how to ask for forgiveness the right way. So with that being said, we'll get on with the episode. Hello everybody, Brad Shattuck here, your host. I get a question for you. How many of you love to read but just don't have the time? I myself am one of them. In the past three years, I've probably read one book and even then it was a task. Audible.com can offer Audible books, listen to them anytime in your car, when you're shopping, 
you can get books read that you normally wouldn't be able to. It's so convenient. And our listeners can get a free 30-day trial with two free books, which is like a $60 value. It's a great offer. They have titles from thrillers, love, romance, learning, you name it. You can specifically read up on disorders, um, mental health disorders, borderline personality disorder, DBT, dialectical uh, behavior therapy. You name it, they got thousands and thousands of titles. Get reading done that you normally wouldn't have time to do. Like I said, our listeners can get a 30-day free trial with two free books. Go into the show notes. You'll see the link there. Click it. And again, thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. So, forgiveness. Is there a right way, a wrong way? I guess there's a general way. And we all have to apply certain things to, um, you know, you get two variables you know when, when somebody gives you a you know a way of applying something you have you and the other person so you know w- what you receive for information has to you know work with you and that other person so it is kind of like a puzzle putting all this stuff together so you know like i said it may not may or may not work but the information sounded pretty promising to me, and I know for a fact it would have worked in my situation many times. So hopefully maybe it'll work for you. One of the things they definitely say is don't push. And that I can say from experience is true, and I will definitely advise all of you to follow through with that. Um, I apologize. I didn't put my uh, phone on vibrate. Um, but yeah, don't push. You know, when you ask... For, you know, when you go through these steps, being pushy, especially in a situation where, um, you know, hurt draws in anger. She's already hurt. She's already angry for whatever the case may be. You don't want to push because all that's going to do is make you seem controlling, manipulative. Um, it's just going to make her build a bigger wall. And it's going to be harder for you um, to fight against that situation, to try to get forgiveness if she builds that bigger wall. So you want to the least amount of obstacles possible when you're looking for forgiveness. Um, let me see. You know, like if she says, you know, she needs to sleep on it, she needs to think about it, you know, whatever. You know, you need to honor that. You need to respect that. And, you know, give her that time. Let her have that time to do just that. Because... For her own reasons, which is really not anybody's business but hers, you know, maybe she wants to, you know, consult. Maybe she has a a counselor she wants to speak to, maybe a friend, a relative, somebody she trusts. Maybe she wants to speak to a spiritual guide, um, you know, or, you know, religious, you know, a, a priest or a minister or something like that. You never know. Maybe she just wants peace of her own just to stare at the moon and think about it. Whatever it is, you need to give her that because you're going to disrupt her process. And if that's her beginning process, to, you know, she, she may already think about um, obstacles and um, sacrifices and compromises in, in her head and already come up with everything. And it may turn out into your favor, maybe even better in your favor than you thought. But if you disrupt that by being pushy, it may go worse in your favor than if you had just left it alone the biggest thing is when somebody asks for time give it to them because they have their own process 
you know, she may need to grieve first. And then think about her options. I'm telling you, I know you want your answer because you're scared, you're worried, you know, and you figure you want to nip it in the bud and you need to get forgiven right now. And the longer you wait, um, you may not be, get forgiven. And that's not the case. And uh, listen to some of these podcasts. I'm telling you, a lot of people were very surprised and a lot of these women admitted I would have gave him a chance. I would have forgiven him, but he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I said, you know what? No, now you're not forgiven. Now I want nothing to do with you. And she was going to forgive him and allow and give options, but he wanted to be pushy. And she goes, and there he is, just being his old, controlling himself, trying to be manipulative, be the boss, and be pushy. And I'm not dealing with it anymore. That was just the end of it. That, you know, I'm telling you, you if you're going to be at the mercy of your woman or, you know, or woman to the man, whatever they may be, you got to be act very selfless in this and and you gotta allow them to have that process whatever it is um let me see yeah and no matter how minor or major the situation is you know you gotta give them whatever they're looking for whatever time they need you gotta do it i'm telling you i i listened to hours upon hours and so many times that i hear that you don't disrupt their process, and it's none of your business what their process is. It's not up to you to ask, like, well, how much time do you need? Listen, <laughs> obviously, they know you want an answer. They know you want to get this resolved. They'll let you know. Again, don't be pushy. Don't ask questions. Respect it and honor it. And voice that. you got to let them know that you respect that and honor it. You know, don't just walk away. Words are very powerful. And... Use a, a proper tone. Don't, you know, I, I got to say this one thing. I used to tell my wife all the time, I could tell when she meant something when she didn't by her tone. You know, when I say, like, I love you, and I love you too. <laughs> Please, don't say it if you don't mean it, you know. Um, you know, or you should say, yeah, I guess so. You know, you can tell in somebody's tone if they're sincere, uh, if they're being wise, if they're just saying it to, to appease you. Use... A, you know, use an adult tone, you know, and don't go, I guess I respect that. Yeah, I guess so. Sure. They're going to know you don't. You might as well just give up right then and there. You know, that's, <clears throat> if you're not going to be pushy, you know what? This is the other way to ruin it, <laughs> just by your tone. You know, just tell her that, you know, I can clearly see you're upset. Um, you know, I'm going to honor and respect the time that you need um, to do whatever you need to do um, about this. And, you know, I'll be waiting for an answer when you're ready. Just do that. That's all. Um, you know, but don't ask questions. Um, you know, and that's the other thing. Um, they'll be very, very reluctant to forgive. Again, if you're showing any patterns of things that they didn't like, like if they're always saying you're controlling um, that you're always manipulative by you pushing is going to reconjure up. He's controlling. He's manipulative. Why should I forgive him when all he's going to do is just hurt me again? Obviously, I told him I didn't like when he was controlling and manipulative and he's doing that. I'm not going to believe him and saying he's changed. So don't do don't give her mind any reason to reconjure up anything negative because like attracts like she's in a negative mood she's gonna attract anything negative 
is going to be on her radar easier than anything good. Just like if you walked up and gave her a rose, you know it's not going to mean anything right then and there. But if she's in a great mood and you give her a rose, she's going to smile more than she ever did. You know what I mean? Like attracts like. So take the mode, uh, sorry, the mood for what it is and just deal with it. Um, you know, in, in the other thing you have to realize it's not they're not stalling or anything like i said it's it's personal what what they need to do to grieve to think about this or whatever but the reason they're going to mull over it is the biggest thing is they're reluctant to forgive because the sooner they forgive the sooner you can just hurt them again so they want to try to find their best defense on how they can not get hurt again hurt hurts you know it doesn't matter if it's physical or mental it still fucking hurts. You know, if, if I got jumped by 20 people with baseball bats, that hurt just as much as when my wife filed for separation and divorce. There's no difference. I could have gotten jumped by 20 people with baseball bats and it hurt just as much as when she left me. There's no difference of physical and mental hurt. It fucking hurts. Um... You know, so you got to let her do it. She has, you know, on how she's going to be, you know, she's looking out for herself. And you have to respect that. Just like, you know, if you were her, you got to look out for yourself. At this point right now, she's looking out for herself. Whatever you did, and you have no right to judge it and say, oh, come on. You need time because of that. Because of that. Don't downplay it and don't minimize her hurt. If you did something, it could be, that could be the straw that broke the camel's back. It could be 20 little things. It's like one big thing. Don't ever minimize her feelings. You'll ruin it again right then and there. If, if you say, you know, I don't care if it was, um, you know, you forgot to pull her car out of the, um, um, the garage. You know, it was snowing out. And, you know, you forgot to put the car in the drive, in the, in the park, in, in the garage. So now the snow came down, her car's covered with snow. She's used to just opening the garage and backing out. Now she's got to, you know, take time and brush her car off. You know, you know when you get home, she doesn't want to talk to you. And if you go, oh, come on. But just because of that, well, guess what? You just downplayed it. Now because you said just because of that, you just made it twice as worse as what it was. Because now you just teased her. You just made fun of what makes her hurt. You know, and maybe it wasn't just that. Maybe there was five other things that she didn't say to you that you did. But you know what? This was finally it. Like, listen, I didn't say anything about this. I didn't say anything about that, this, this, or this. But you know what? Now I'm going to say something. So no, it's not just about you leaving the car out there. But because you did that, I'm going to tell you about the five other things I kept my mouth shut about. So that one thing could be the straw that broke the camel's back. You don't know that. There could have been other things she didn't open her mouth about. So by you downplaying it, you don't know if it's five of the things she didn't say and this one finally said, I have to say something about it. But not only that, say that is all it was. Again, maybe that one little thing made her feel less loved because, you know, a gentleman would have, even if he was going to be late for work, oh, you know, you forgot to put the car in the garage and so now it's covered with snow. You know what the right thing would be to do? You clean it off and go in and tell her, honey, I forgot to put your car in the driveway last night. It was covered with snow, but I cleaned it off of you. I'm sorry. You know what? You made a mistake, but you rectified it. You know? And even though I was going to be late for work, 
I wanted to make sure that you didn't have to clean it off. You know, you could try to rectify it right then and there, but it made it even worse when you knowingly knew it and drove off. So that was more like a slap in the face. So, you know what I mean? You can add insult to injury at the same time. So don't downplay it because by you not doing that, it made her feel less of a queen, less of a woman. You know, my king should have, you know, if he forgot to put my car in there, my king should have cleaned that car off for me and made me feel like a queen. Now I feel like a pauper, you know, and, and I'm out there, you know, cleaning my car off and the neighbors are all looking like, you guys have a garage. We all have garages in the neighborhood. Why are you cleaning your car off? You know, it was embarrassing for her. Like I said, maybe it also feel less of a lady. You know, a lady shouldn't be treated like that. You don't know. So by you downplaying it, you're making fun of her. You know, she has her reasons why she's getting upset. She just sitting out of blue go, eh, you know what? I normally wouldn't get upset about this, but I'm going to get upset about it today. Or, you know what? No, she has her reasons why she's going to get upset. And I don't want you guys going, yeah, because she was on her fucking period. Listen, there's no excuses. People get mad for whatever reason. And if it was because of that, guess what? If you would have cleaned the car off or would have left it in the garage, you still wouldn't have that problem. Okay? Unless it's something legitimate, you fucked up. You fucked up. Um trying to think what else I wrote down in here for um also at the same time yes I'm trying to find my butts so let me see reluctant to give um let me see clearly need to honestly articulate you are truly sorry you know and when you do say sorry you need to honestly and genuinely articulate that you're truly sorry you know but the biggest thing is if you don't validate her feelings, <laughs> I'm telling you one thing. You don't validate her feelings, dude, you're not getting in anywhere, okay? It added me to laugh, like, it, because it's just some of the times it's these simple things. And I laugh because I didn't even understand these simple things. And I wish it was somebody there that told me these little tips. And maybe if I wasn't so ignorant, thought I knew everything, I'd be sitting in bed right now, hugging and holding, cuddling with my wife instead of holding papers in my hand at one o'clock in the morning, making a podcast because I don't have my wife to cuddle and hold up to. But here's my penance. So what I always say is when you're going to ask for forgiveness and she's mad at you, okay, like I said, it's not important so much of the, the depth or you know, how mad or anything like that. First thing you want to do is validate her feelings. You need to validate her feelings. Listen, honey, I can clearly say, now, now one thing I want to say, don't ever say, I know you're upset. Okay? Just knowing that's, no. You want to let them know that you're visually and mentally hearing it. You know, it's not always, you know, you can listen, but you don't hear. You know what I mean? You can look, but you don't see. So you want to let her know. I can clearly see and hear that you're upset. Let her know. You see and you hear. You got senses. Not just you know. You're not a telepathic reader. You know, you're not looking in your crystal ball. I know you're upset. No. Well, how do you know? Make it simple. I can clearly see and hear that you're upset. Give an if scenario with validation. You know? So then next step two. Okay, step one is validate her feelings. Step two, an if scenario with validation. 
if I was in your shoes right now, I'm sure I would be upset too. Okay, so the if scenario with validation, if I was in your, your position right now, I would probably be upset as well. You know, so you're clearly saying it, it's okay to be upset. Now, number three, when I say reassure, in my situation, so many times my wife would have delusions and paranoia and she would accuse me of texting girls, talking to girls, seeing girls, meeting up with girls, um, and so on. If you heard my other episodes, you'd know that. So I would reassure her and I'd say, listen, um, I just want to let you know, and I've told this many times, I just want to let you know that you fulfill every possible need I could ever have, physically and mentally, everything, every need that I have, you fulfill 100%. There would be no need for me to go to any other woman because you fulfill everything. I don't need to go anywhere else. You fulfill everything I need. And even if there was a need that you neglected on for whatever reason, it still doesn't mean I'd run to anybody else because I love you enough that I can deal without some of the feelings here and there because, number one, I would talk to you about it. So I wouldn't run to anybody. I have no need to run to anybody. I just want to let you know that. So in my case, I validated her feelings and I said, now, as an example, when she accused me, I was texting a girl and she said, are you going to text with her and start a fight with me and take off and go up and, you know, sleep with her? So when I asked her why she was upset, she told me. She's like, I still think that you were texting somebody and you were going to start a fight with me and go meet up with her. And I said, Michelle, listen. Number one, I can clearly see in here that you're upset. All right? That's why I, I asked you. I knew something was wrong. I could clearly hear and see you were upset. Then the if scenario with validation, I said, let me say something. If I was in your situation... Okay, and I thought you were texting somebody and you were going to fight with me and go meet up with them. I'd be upset too. I'd probably be more upset than you are right now. You're probably mild compared to where I'd be. Okay, so I can definitely, you know, see why you're upset. I would be too. And then I go to the reassurance and I say, but I just want to let you know. You fulfill every one of my needs, mentally and physically. And then, like I said, you know, because they may question their mind, but yeah, I'm bitchy sometimes. If I fulfill his needs with sex and I don't sleep with him for a week, is he going to go to somebody else? What if I'm a bitch for a week and I don't cuddle up to him or support him? His needs are not met all the time. So I said, you know, I understand. There's going to be times here or there for whatever reason that you don't fulfill these needs, you know, here and there. But in general, overall, at some point, you do fulfill all my needs. And if there was one that was lapsing for a long period of time and I felt it was affecting our relationship, I would talk to you about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, there is not one thing, mentally or physically, that would make me want to be with another woman. None of them. None. And if there was many that I could never get from you ever again, it doesn't matter. When I said for better, for worse, richer, for poorer, sickness and in health, okay, any of those things that you could not provide for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. Even if you could provide me nothing, 
I vowed to be there till death do us part. I'm still alive. You're still alive. My promises still stand. So, now I'm not saying that all the times it it helped because I know a lot of times with people with BPD, it's very embarrassing them for them to admit when they're wrong. You know, because I would prove to her, you know, when she had these delusions and paranoias, I'd prove to her that she was wrong. But the one thing I never did was go, see, I told you I was right. See, you were just thinking it. You were just crazy. No, I didn't do that because she has a disorder. You know, that'd be like her losing a leg and, you know, teasing her because she can't keep up with you on a walk. You know, geez, you want to go for a walk all the time, but you can't keep up with me. You know, it's not their fault. They have a disorder. <laughs> they didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. But what I did ask for since I was 15 years old was I always dreamt of my dream woman. And I prayed every night, God, please let me have my dream woman. The closer and closer I, grew, I got towards the age of 18. And when I was 18, I met my dream woman, and it was her. And you know what? When we got married, I didn't say for sickness and in health. Sickness is something physical, but if it's a mental illness, and you drive me crazy, that's excluded out of the vows. No, that wasn't it. I never had to stop and think when I said sickness and in health, because you know what? It's painted with a broad fucking brush. And unfortunately, no, she doesn't see it that way. I do. And I'm still hoping she will. But anyways, I keep kind of getting off track. And um, I think that's pretty much, um, I pretty much covered. But, you know, the biggest thing that, that I was listening and reading about was those four things. Validate her feelings give an if scenario with validation and if it's something that's not true do the reassurance and let them know if the tables are turned and I thought that absolutely I'd be upset I might even be more upset than you but I also love you enough that I'm hoping you'll allow us to figure out the facts and figure out the situation so we can talk about it and not make somebody guilty who's innocent. And if somebody's guilty, absolutely. Guilty is guilty, and repercussions are in place. It need to be, you know, something needs to be done. But don't sentence somebody who's innocent to eternal hell of taking away your love. I've told her that too. Why make me guilty of something I'm not doing? Why hate me for things that I didn't do? I see her texting of things that I did. He's a cheater. He's a liar. He abused me. Wrong, wrong, wrong. She's hating me for the wrong reasons. She's hating me for, for false reasons. So try to nip all your fights in the bud where you can take these steps. Because if you don't catch up with one and they compile, 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 that's what happened with me. And it became too many, too overwhelming. And she just said, I'm not even talking anymore. And that's what happened. There was too many unresolved arguments that she didn't allow me. And I didn't understand these steps to take to try to resolve them. And they just kept building and building and building. And people with BPD don't understand 
their feelings. They don't know how to express themselves. So they shut down or they overreact. So they deflect in the situation. What she does, she shut down. She won't text me. She won't answer my text. She won't call me. She won't answer my calls. She won't visit me. She doesn't allow me to visit when I show up on the property. She locks up in the house and ignores me and just tells me, leave, leave. That's all she says. And one day she did it for four hours. One night I slept in my car, in the driveway, in the cold. The next morning she said, I don't care. I don't feel bad for you. Leave. It still means leave. You can sit there for a week. It's still going to be leave. So the only thing I can do is try to work on myself and just try again. But anyway, so that's what I'd like to give you guys on, um, on try to get some forgiveness. So again, thank you for listening. And like I always say, if you have somebody in your life with BPD, love them as much as you can and understand them as much as you can because they find it so hard to understand themselves and even harder to love themselves. Have a happy life and a happy relationship. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show. And please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.